This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. You didn't listen live Cos you're a lazy sort So here's the Ian Lee Podcast These are the two shows I would like to listen to more than any other radio shows, right? Someone once described this show as like listening to a private party for 11-year-olds. I'd love to listen to a private party for 11-year-olds, OK? And feedback. also, yeah. I'd love to listen... You know, nighttime radio is moribund and dead, all right? Yes, it's yes. awful. There's nothing on overnight. What I'd like to listen to, 10 o'clock, you get the presenter, let's say his name... Let's say... Let, let's, no, let's say keep it a man so it's not, it's not sexual. Bloke called... I don't know, Steve. Mm. No, not Steve. Tony. Say Tony, right? Mm. Good evening. It's 10 o'clock. You're listening to Tony Has Asleep. And I'm just brushing my teeth. Just doing... Uh, well, I've done a whittle. Did that before I came on. Yeah. <laughs> just getting into bed. Just pulling the duvet over me. And I'll see you in the morning. And then it's, um, it's from 10 until 7. 10 till 6. It's Tony having a sleep. And it's all the trials and tribulations. Does Tony get to sleep quickly? Does he talk in his sleep? Does he have to get up and do a wee? Does he blow off in his sleep? Does he snore? All of those things... I yeah. would totally listen to that. I would totally really? listen to that. Yes! No, I don't, I don't believe you, mate. I don't believe you. Oh, no, because I, I have... I, I don't so much now that I've been getting up at stupid o'clock, but before, before I did, I, would, I used to have radio on at night, like speech radio on at night, just as like a little... And at the weekends, or if I'm on holiday, I'll just have the radio on as a little... So bit I wake company. up... Bit of company. I wake up yep. and go, oh, they're talking about immigrants. Oh, they're talking <laughs> about immigrants still. <laughs> oh, they're doing parking tickets. But I would listen. I would wake up and go, oh, Tony's asleep. I'll go back to sleep. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a different sort of vibe. I mean, different vibe. I mean, maybe you want to pitch that to uh, the, the people upstairs, the powers that be. What, what about, you know, Ian falls asleep and we kind of rig something up to your brain and find out what's going on inside there? <laughs> My brain has got nothing to do with it. I can't, mate. I've already got this show and a music show starting soon. Sorry, what? Nothing. Between the A414 at Hartford and the A10 at the Huddersfield roundabout because of a couple of horses that are in the road on the M11 North Mantheborough, BBC Three Country Radio. Sammy, Regarding the horse situation, where is that happening? Mm-hmm. Horses in the road? It's in Hartford. Okay, Russ is asking on the line uh, uh, on Twitter. Uh, any idea? Did the police know when the situation might become stable? Didn't know. They've not said. They said it's been a problem since four this morning, though. They've been there quite a while. Okay, so, so there's no idea um, at all. Just, I, I guess Russ is going to be driving through there. No idea at all. No indication of when that situation uh, might become stable. I'm afraid not. Okay, Sammy. Thank you very much indeed. Appreciate it. <laughs> Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Any word on the horses' situation yet? They've uh, they've gone. So the situation is now is now stable. Yes. Okay. So the the, the situation with the horses is now stable. Maybe they they might have lured them away with some hay and some straw. Yeah. Uh, and but it, but just to clarify, because <laughs> this is important, it's not really you shouldn't really be making jokes about the travel, Sam. Uh, it, just to clarify, the situation with the horses is now completely stable. Yes, I confirm it's stable. That's great. Sammy, thank you. A group of residents uh, in Bletchley are so fed up with parents parking on their road to drop off their kids, they're creating a blockade with their cars. Residents of Saffron Street say the Premier Academy Primary School has been getting steadily bigger and bringing with it increasing traffic to their quiet road. 
However, the school argues that the stunt is dangerous and is putting children's lives at risk. Well, Shirley Rolfe is a local councillor on Bletchley and Fenny Stratford Town ca- uh, Council. Isn't it great, Shirley, that a school is so successful, it's expanding... It's, it's educating the kids, uh, the adults of tomorrow, the leaders of tomorrow, and it even offers after-school and weekend activities to make sure those kids are well looked after. Fantastic. It, it might sound to you fantastic, but will you go and live in that area, my dear, and see the, the chaos in the morning that people cannot get off their drive to go to work, people drive, uh, um, park on their drives, across their drives, uh, it it would be nice if it was just to walk to school, then there would be no problem. But people are at the catchment area. Yeah, Shirley, you know, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I guess guess you know that because there aren't enough schools, that um, they're having to spread their... their, their, I'll I'll finish. They're having to spread their catchment areas wider and wider, aren't they? So that's that's why kids can't walk to, feasibly walk to school anymore. Well, I'm just saying, it's a school that was built in the 50s, don't forget, in a small area. And it's thriving. And the area's, it's thriving. It's, it, it's, it might be thriving, you think, but there's, you imagine, nearly um, there's 600 kids going there, plus two nurseries, plus teachers going in that one way in and one way out. Where should they it's go? It's a nightmare. Where's... I wish people go down and see who passes okay. all these... Um... Where, sh- where should they go? Pardon? Well, I think the government should buy more schools. Come on. You, if you, I wish you'd go and see that area and what, what the poor people have to the, put up every morning the government, while the kids are at school. The government should have to buy more schools just so that you can park no, properly. No, no, that's not you're, not. you're not getting in my argument, dear. We, the people living there are having that done every morning. They cannot, I can't get out on my road in the morning because we've got two schools in our roads, in our area, don't forget. We cannot get out. There's two... We've asked Mr Harris to have a meeting... But all okay. he wants is one to one. He doesn't mind. He all he does. Okay. Is... Well, I'm getting a lot of beef with Mr. Harris. He's not here. So why you just 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 talk, just talk to me? So you're you have you got kids? No, I'm. I have, my children have grown up, and we didn't have so, cars in our days. So that's s- beside the point. Well, no, it's no, it's not beside the point. It's actually it very is. much. No, it, 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 I'll decide what's beside the point. So you you you've got kids. They went to school, yeah. I've got grandkids that go to school. Right. Okay. So, you're great. and how how do you how, how do your grandkids get to school? They walk to school, do they? Uh, yes, my grandkids do walk to school. Okay. And how old are they? I've got uh, one of two of sixteen, one of fourteen, and one's nineteen. Okay. And when they were what five, six, seven, eight, they all walked to school, yeah? Yes, they did. They all walked. Your hand on your yes, heart. You're not lying to me, are you, Shirley? Pardon. Your hand on your heart. Yes. They all walked to school. Yeah, they walked to school. Yeah. And they walked back from school. More or less, yes. More or less? Well, occasionally if it rained, mother, if mother wasn't working... If it rained? Oh, you have an argument with me because of my grandkids. If I it rained? No, I'm just are. saying... Excuse just... me, my, my, my... Yes, my love. I don't know what her name is. You're making me us feel bad that a school... I'm not making you feel bad. You're doing you that are. to yourself. You're, You're doing that to yourself. You're making me feel bad about my children because my children walk to work. They are grown up and they walk to work when they were... Okay. Walk to school. But sometimes there was a car involved. You just um, said no, not most of the time. No, they walk to it. Walk well, you to just it. said that they used a car sometimes. Okay, what I'm saying is, rain, what I'm saying is, rain, yeah. yeah, but not every single day, every no. day, morning and, and um, some of these uh, kids, some of these kids live miles away. How are they supposed to get to school, Shirley? You'll make it, but yeah, but if you you go into the area, it's not fair on those residents. Oh, well, but then we need to come up with a solution. So some of those kids live miles away. How are they supposed to get to school, Shirley? 
Well, I have a place to drop off and let them walk to work. It's, if, if there was an accident up that road, yeah. we wouldn't, they would not be able to get up there. Has and there been an accident? Point, it proved a point. There was an accident and an ambulance couldn't get up there. A fire engine couldn't get up there. Okay. Nobody could get up that road. So you're, I know yeah. kids have got education. I agree with you, Mark, but it's, it's a pat- my name's My name's mind. Ian. My name's Ian. Hello, Ian. Sorry. Hello, Shirley. You're right, love. Now, so, you, so to, 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 to prove your point... The re- you're endorsing the residents blocking the street themselves. Well, it's it's just. A, a what if an ambulance? That, what if what if there's a fire at the end of it? Just listen to me. He had a re- he had the building and had a restriction that he could have all these buildings done by Milton Keynes Council. He had a restriction. Yeah, and it was lifted. So, so but now he's got it lifted. So yeah. now he so can leave deal with weekends it. and things. Well, they didn't mind that, but now the restrictions they're going to have the same problem. Evenings and weekends, that's what they're complaining about. Well, you, you won't have quite the same problem because there won't be as many kids evenings and weekends yeah. and there won't be as many teachers. Well, that's a fact. Your beef, point. Your beef is, uh, I, may I humbly suggest, is with the wrong people. Who? Your, your beef is with the wrong people. Why, why are the wrong people? For some reason, the gentleman we spoke to earlier in you, you, you seem to have a personal problem with the headmaster. When I think I, he, he, excuse me, I think he's got a, a thing against us. No, he, he oh, Shirley, meeting. no, he hasn't. He's not got a thing against no, you. You, you do not know. Shirley, I, I tried to get Shirley, to the town council. No, I Shirley, tried to get to the town council and he will Shirley, not come. He will not come to any Shirley, meeting. Sorry, Shirley, you, you might have his, his Shirley, point of view. No, 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 I've not got his point of view. You but, have. No, Shirley. He's never come to any meeting. Shirley, calm down, dear. Now, listen. You've got a th- you've got a thing against he hasn't got a thing against you. He's got a thing for his children that he's responsible for. He wants the best. I'm assuming most headmasters and headmistresses do. He wants the best for all the kids he's representing. Now, instead of being angry and focusing your anger at the head teacher, I, I suggest you you focus your beam, your anger, your uh, fury on the council. And uh, try and get them to put um, either double yellow lines or permit holders in those streets that are affected. That's a good idea. Go on, it, you it, do it, but they, they don't do it. No, well, I'm not going to do it. I don't live there. I've not got a problem with it. I wish you would live in the area. And then, I don't and live in the area. Out. I live in my area. And I celebrate. In the mornings, so you can That's get out of order. Drive, what would that, you do? And you that is out of work. order. I would block my drive with the bin so they couldn't. Well, they still do it. No, they, they do it. I would block my drive with the bin. Well, well, they um, they do it, and we, you, you, they park on the drive. I would block my drive with the bin. Have even the, the parents sitting on people's lawns, waiting People, for the kids to come out. Of parents the, out, sat out of on the, the lawns. Gardens. You've had, there's not just certain things, um, Ian. My suggestion, listen, if people are parking on driveways, that's out of order. If teachers are parking there and there are no parking restrictions, well, then that's, I'm afraid, that's the way of the world. We've all parked, we've all parked in people's streets before now. I suggest that you forget the headmaster... Because he's not going to. It would appear he's not going to talk to you, and I don't know why. And that must be very frustrating. Let that frustration go. Speak, speak to the council. Try and get residents' permits there or double yellow lines, because then that would solve the problem, wouldn't it? It wouldn't, because the people park. They park on double yellow lines. Well, they then, come up there, but the parents then, still park on double yellow lines. Right. Well, nobody mm. can do anything about it because police can't do anything about it, and there's no only traffic wardens who stop people on double yellow lines. So it's a waste of time. It's there. It's double yellow lines out the school, and they park on it. Okay. 
so and they park uh, all down the street so people talk, um, on one of the roads that people have problems getting out there thing it goes on constantly it's not just the mornings my dear i i know you might think i'm not really i just would like the frustration if you just stop the school that's it no more children going in but that's Stay not going to happen is that isn't going to happen so you need to come up with an alternative plan you need well then you need to I, let I, that I fight go and you need to come up with a different plan of attack then is it true shirley the planning permission has been granted for the school to have two entrances. Yes. So people could go in one road, drop kids off in the school grounds, exit from another road. Is that true? Yeah, it has been. It why has no one? Why has no one told? Me, why? Why did? Why have you and my last guest not mentioned that the school have come up with a solution for this problem? Yeah, but did you realise <laughs> what, what's going to happen though? Why is no one? Why is no one? It goes through the school grounds yeah. and goes out to a main road right. where where. Well, there's lots of businesses. It, it, of course, just the same problem. He's tried, yeah. You're right. So he's tried. So he's come up. This fella, this demon headmaster. Oh, come I've just on, got, leave it go. Go yeah. I've just had this from a text, right? And I'm really surprised that you and my previous guest didn't say, well, he won't talk to us, but he's come up with a solution. So he's, do, he's come up with a solution to ease the parking on those side roads. I heard what you're saying. I know. Yeah, you're right. Thanks for your time, Shirley. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Shirley. OK, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, anonymous texter. Text there. Regarding the school, planning permission has been granted for the school to have two entrances. You go in one road, drop the kids off in the school grounds, exit in another road. Morning. What have you got for us, Mick? Uh, well, the chap that probably... Well, I'd say chap, it probably... But I think I'm suspicious that the chap that... Um, uh, got in touch with you, might have even been the headmaster because he does didn't it come and talk to you. He never had, he never it, had the courage of his convictions to come and see you. Does it matter? Who, 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 uh, does don't it, interrupt. I haven't finished yet. Um, don't be rude. Uh, uh, does it matter? Uh, Ian, Ian? No, no, no. no. Ian, you've, you've raised the Ian, point, Mick. Does it matter Ian, who... Do, Ian, Mick, please. does it matter who sent Ian, that text him? Ian? Does it matter who sent that text him? Ian? Are you finished? Does it, matter who, me, does, it matter, Ian, Ian, does it matter who... Does it matter? Does it matter? Ian? Does it matter? It does matter, because he hadn't got the convictions to come and see you. Does it matter? And so the solution it, he came up with was not put into practice, was it? No. It, why? It, it, you, tell me why. Did you tell you why? If you, if you calm down, Mick, I'll tell you why. No, I haven't calmed down. I'm, I don't like being interrupted. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like rude people who... Doing it, Ian, Ian, I don't like rude people who don't listen and don't understand facts. Go on, then. You carry on, then, Mick. Go on. Right, did he put the solution into practice? And if not, why? Was it more dangerous? Tell me when this question ends. Children? Let well, me know when. I'm let me know when there's the question mark so that I can answer it. Because you, 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 it's, it's just like one long. Well, because you're asking right? a three-pronged question. I wonder what? how many prongs there'll be in this question. No, but carry on, Mick. Go on. Three-pronged. It was one. It wasn't put into practice. And was it not put into practice because it was more dangerous by driving through the playground? to go out the other entrance and going out onto a main road where it would cause traffic congestion, perhaps more accidents. Um, Has this question got an end, Mick? Because we finish at nine o'clock. Well, if you didn't keep interrupting... I've I not interrupted you in. for 30 seconds. I'm just waiting for the question so I can answer it. Give me the question. One question. Go. The question is, then people should walk, t walk their children to work... That's not a question. Go back to the question... They wouldn't that... get fat. That's... They wouldn't have to build a sports hall. 
That's not the question. Go back. You're, you're, you're going on, Mick. You're going on to a second point. Go back to the question because you can do this. I, I've got faith go in on, you, Mick. Go on. Well, I don't know what the question is, Mick. You've well, gone from you've gone from you've gone from talking about a text to talking about fat kids. I'm confused. Go back the to the question. The question is why wasn't that put into practice? What he come up with? Okay. Is that the end of the question? Have it's I heard a question mark? Why wasn't it put into no. practice? Okay. So, so so that is a question. Can you understand that? Just give me it one more time, because I'm not sure I've got it. Right. He'd come up with a solution, but yeah. it wasn't put into practice. Now, why? If this bloke was... No, so no, sure stop! That the... that, you had a question? Yeah, go on then. So, it was put in... He came up with a solution. Why wasn't it put into practice? That's yeah. the question. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to keep repeating it. The well, I, I, no, I, I do, because I, I must be being dumb this morning, Mick, because I'm, I'm just... No, just... you're not. You're, you're being Bless facetious you. now. You're, you're very kind. OK. Because the school's been granted planning permission... You know how it works, don't you? So you come yeah, up with an on. idea. Don't interrupt me, it's rude. You come up with an idea of how to improve a situation for your neighbours. That involves a little bit of structural change. You have to apply for planning permission, OK? So you can't act on that until you've got the planning permission. The school's got the planning permission. Sounds like a great system. You drive through the school, you drop the kids out, drink kids off, you come out a different entrance, no parking in the streets. So they've got the planning permission... They're going to put that into practice at some point. Next question. I don't think it'll happen. Well, Mick, that's... me back later on a different date and apologise because it won't happen because they will not Mick, let them Mick, drive through a I will... school where there's children. And well, you know full well that No, I don't. Won't. Mick, 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 right. Mick, you're talking out your bum. Because no, they've, got, they've got planning permission, so that means it would have been um, health and safety assessed. They won't be driving through the playground. They'll have worked it all out so that it is a safe, efficient programme. Why why do you struggle with that? I am struggling with it, but why hasn't it been put into practice then? Because they've only just got planning permission, Mick, and it takes a little bit of time. When did they get the planning permission? I haven't got a clue. What's interesting, what's more interesting... Ah, right, is so that you both, might just be What's more interesting... What's more... In, don't interrupt, Mick, ago. it's rude. What's more interesting is that both our guests knew yeah. about that. They knew that this evil, nasty headmaster had applied for planning permission that would help ease the situation. Well, and yet neither... Let me finish, Mick. And yet neither of them chose to mention it. Isn't that interesting? No, it's not. Thanks for your call, Mick. Pills in his pants. He found pills in his pants. This bloke here, he found pills in his pants. Pills in his pants. Horrified Adam Travers bought some swimming shorts... Who says swimming shorts? I've never even heard the phrase swimming shorts. You'd say trunks, wouldn't you? I would say trunks, or I've started saying swimmers. Where's my swimmers? Oh. Yeah, I like my swimmers. Um, I would never say swimming shorts, though. I mean, we'd all agree. We'd all agree. Let's just go to um, our Kelly Betts correspondent. Kelly Betts, what's the latest on Kelly Betts? I wouldn't say swimming shorts. Thank you very much indeed. I wouldn't say swimming shorts. I've never felt the need to say swimming shorts. From Primark. And discovered... You like this, Kelly? A packet of drugs in the pocket. Oh. Adam's girlfriend, Hannah Yule. I'm suspicious. Why are they so keen to establish their relationship in the paper? Found nine white pills. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, I'd have... You, you, You'd you, have handed those straight into the police? Via my... Uh, yes. Found nine white pills in an envelope in the buttoned back pocket of the Chinese-made clothes. <gasps> Damned Chinese back pockets. Oh, she prepared to wash them before a holiday. This Hang story makes no Hang sense whatsoever. Honestly, I bought them with them in there. 
Adam, come on. I, bl- I blame their kitty, look, that little baby. Was he six months? Yeah. Can't Did... look at the camera, can he? The drugs were with instructions for patients written in Chinese. Adam, 33, yesterday said it was lucky Hannah, 29, spotted the pills because he would have caned them. No, what? No. Spotted the pills because their five-month-old son, Oscar, might have got hold of them. Ah, this Oscar character. He'd ordered them. Mm-mm. He added, I was really shocked. If the baby had got them, that could have been disastrous. It was also lucky we found them before going on holiday. Could have caused problems at the airport. Adam, who bought the five-pound trunks from Primark in his hometown of Portsmouth, alerted <laughs> the police. Oh, here we go. Oh, no, they're boring drugs. Um, I mean, they're just medicinal drugs. All drugs are bad. Their test revealed the peel, the peels, the pills are a prescription antidepressant. Primark said an investigation had shown the pills were put in the shorts at the time of manufacture after being sent to an unapproved subcontractor in China. It added, as a result, we have terminated our relationship with the supplier. Oh. Oh, a source said, now this is the story. The last paragraph is the story. Not these chances with their pills and their babies and their holidays and their swimming. Swimming shorts. Swimming. You can swim, can't you? A source said... The shorts were supposed to be made in a factory, but it appears they were secretly being made by prisoners in a jail. That's the story! Primark stuff being made by prisoners in a jail. Your swimmers could have been made by a murderer or a rapist. How does that make you feel as a person? Outraged. Disgusted. Keeps them out of their cells. No! Keeps them out of their cells, doesn't it? I don't want prisoners making my swimmers. Pills in his pants. He found pills in his pants. This bloke here, he found pills in his pants. anti-clockwise at Junction 20 for Kings Langley and it's reported to be because of people looking at an unusual looking shed that's being broken down on the hard shoulder. Whoa! <laughs> yes. Whoa! That's say genuine. That, say that again? <laughs> it's, uh, it's slow at Junction 20 on the A41 at Kings Langley, possibly because of onlookers to a trailer carrying an unusual looking shed. It's Whoa. broken down. This is this is the rest of the show, guys. What? <laughs> this an, an, there's just so I, many questions. An unusual-looking shed. Yeah. If you give me a second, I can go and look at a picture because we've got the CCTV's on the other side of the room. It's, uh, it's too important not to. It's too important. Go. Okay. 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 Right. Back inside. We're, we're waiting for Sammy Travel. I mean, guys, quickly. She can't hear us. You want to send in any more travel jokes about sheds? This. I mean, th- this is this is perfect opportunity. This is this is fodder for the masses. Um, she's going to the other side of the room to look at an unusual looking shed. That's what's causing the tailbacks. Here we go, she's back. Okay, I've, I've seen it. How, how unusual is this unusual looking shed? Well, it's like a white box with a door with stripes on it. There's speculation, it could be a kitchen. No, mate, because... Ki- no, panic no, room. No, no, well, hey, well, kitchens are inside <laughs> houses. They're not outside houses. No, this a one's panic- on the M25. A pa- someone really is panicking if they're driving that around the M25. <laughs> this As is people out- are slowing down to look, it's quite something. So is it... Would you say it was a shed load? No, 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 no. It's on, it's on the trailer, but is the trailer's it, is it, just broken down. Is it a load? Down. It's a load, yeah. It's, kind is of, it, it's not is really it a shed. shed. It's, it's white. Wow, White shed. Well, With if a it, stripy door. If it is a shed, that is that is literally unusual. If anyone it's, can get us, mm. guys. Only if it's safe to do so, or if you can make you can pretend it's safe to do so. I need pictures of this unusual shed. 
And by the way, if you want 03459 555, phone up and describe your shed. I mean, I'm, I'm always happy to find out about other people's sheds. Um, is there more? Um, no, that is, that is everything. Thank you. Bye-bye. Boss, you're not going to believe this. I've just seen something really interesting on the streets. Is it an unusual shed? Uh, no, it, no, it's not a shed. It was a Chinese man, okay, with a very oh. strong vibe, and yeah. he had one of these uh, electric unicycles. It's the second time I've seen one now well, on. in uh, two days. You say, do you know what a unicycle is? Yeah, but an electric unicycle. Do, well, it, hang on. It, do you know what a unicycle is? Yes, I do know what Describe a it to me, because there, there may be some confusion. Well, there was a man this morning. I'll tell you what I saw this morning. Go on. There was a it's man Chinese. This morning. He's Chinese. He's Chinese. Like, okay, so so he was Chinese man, and uh, he had this little, what looked like a box, okay? He unplugged it side to side. He had knee nuts. pads on and a helmet on as well. He pressed a button, Safety and first. off he went. Incredible. So what? One of those things that you see clowns ride, one wheel. Uh, yes, one wheel, an and electric with a unicycle. Seat. You are joking. No, I am not. It was did incredible. It have, did it have little stabiliser wheels at the side? Or is it yes. just... I've never seen anything Mate, like it before got, on the streets. Where's he gone? Uh, he's, he's gone. He went off at a speed. He said well, to me, sorry, I've, I've got no time to stop. I'm off. And that was it. Well, where's he, where's he gone? China? Where's he gone? What's, what's going on? Chinatown? <laughs> China know. Club? Has he gone to the China Club? <laughs> it, this thing he's was either so gone fast. to China, Chinatown, yeah. or the China Club. Well, this thing or is going, going so fast. China. He'll probably be in China in around 10 minutes' time. This thing was fast and furious. Did he have any China in his hand? No. Was there any, any China in your hand? Nope. Oh, that's a shame, man. Sorry. <laughs> I've never seen a Chinaman. Stop, I can stop there in that sentence. It's probably true, actually. No, I've been to I've been to China. Dream yeah. she had and the theme she had started way too high. Told in a foreign land. <laughs> Don't know the rest of the words. Okay, so you've taken. Have you ever seen a Chinaman on an electric unicycle to the streets? Is that the one we gave you? I can't remember. No, no I think that's for later on. Uh, okay. your, your, your rabbit hole question was: Well, yes. you described me earlier on um, as a sick pervert. You and uh, Nick Coffer, yep. Yes, yep. because uh, you were in the office yesterday, yep. uh, a bit a bit longer than usual, yep. and you saw that Coffer has his lights down when he presents the radio program. So do I. We you had your lights low. on, full. We those disgusting low. beams. You asked me to take it to the streets. Disgusting lights on. beams. <laughs> I'll give you a disgusting beam straight after the show. Lights on yeah. or lights off, lights down. The streets have spoken, boss. Here's what they had to say. Let's get the Fiji perspective. Sir, lights on or lights off? Well, lights off now. It's daytime, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but in a radio studio. Lights on, I think. Lights on? Yeah. Do you think I'm a sick pervert if I have the lights down whilst I'm presenting a radio show? I think it's all up to you. You know, it's your soul, isn't it? Can you answer the question? Do you think I am, yes or no? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Oh, appreciate your honesty. Thanks very much. Yeah. It's a great Fiji perspective. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Morning, Princess. You well today? All right. Well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely. Um, yeah. In a radio studio, lights on, full beam, or lights down, lights off? Lights down. Yeah. It sets the tone, doesn't it? Yeah, it sets the tone, yeah. I mean, you've listened to me when I've had the lights on. And you've listened to me when I've had the lights down. Yeah. When the lights are down, you feel there's a, a special aura coming through the speakers, don't you? Yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah, yeah something, something coming through, yeah, yeah, something coming through. Madam, let's get the Jamaican perspective, OK? You are known for your vibe, OK? In a radio studio, do you think it's better to have the lights on full or to have the lights right down for a bit of Atmos? What do you think? Right down for a bit of Atmos. Yeah. Can you give us a quick yeah, man? Yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you, madam. I don't know, Justin. That was a that was a brilliant piece, and it was very funny. 
But I don't know if you heard it with the music playing underneath. It turned from being very funny and flippant to actually being, um... Well, that was quite a powerful bit of radio we just did together there, brother. Yeah, thank you, man. It means a lot. It means a lot to me. I, I mean... <laughs> You push too hard, your dreams are China in your hand. I don't, I don't know any of the words to this song. <laughs> I don't either. Can you, find the out, can you find out if the people of uh, Dunce will know the words to China in your hand? Oh, with pleasure and delight. <laughs> Thank you, mate. See you later. Ta-ta. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Oh. Uh, the, the people of Dunstable have been performing China in your hand. Oh, mate in the way that they know best. I love it already. Take a listen, boss. Taking it to the street with J-Dog. Hashtag China in your hand. On eyes wide, like a child in the form of a... A story told, our mind of his own, an omen for a... Too far. Your dreams are China in your hands. Don't wish too hard because they may come true and you can help them. You don't know what you might have said upon yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. China in your hand. Tat, tat. And lastly, a word from the man who gave us the inspiration for this masterpiece, Frank from China. Frank, how does this feature make you feel? Good. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. BBC, I feel another perfect day coming on, guys. See Three Counties Radio. In Stanton on the A1, it's a porter cabin. Road. <laughs> it's just a port- it's, it's not, the heist it's not a shed, it's a porter cabin. What? It's, a, it's something, isn't it? Yes, yeah, porter cabin is something, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> but it's not. It, one thing it's not is a shed. No? How Still, can you tell? Because I, I've seen a picture of it that you sent me. It's a porter <laughs> cabin. Still, is the situation stable, is it? It could, well, it could be, but okay. I don't know. The, the cars are giving it a wide berth. I think that's a, suspicious. Oh, oh, hey, ah, I've got a story for you. Uh, um... There is an elephant on the uh, a pregnant elephant on the A5. Oh, did you just make that up? No, 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 no. Someone's just texted in. I forgot about it. Where's the A5? It runs. Well, it runs through Dunstable. Okay. There's a, there's, there's a pregnant elephant, and uh, traffic are giving it a wide berth. Um, you, you should look that you up. You know the A5. It's a trunk road. <laughs> oh, no. Seriously, look it up. The, the police are telling <laughs> one to give it a wide berth. Uh, well. <laughs> Yes, okay, yes, I'll look it, I will look into I know it. The thing is, I know you will. I know you will. Thank you. Carry on. I'll check. Okay, well, the A1 is... Now, here we go. This is a very sad story, and uh, we're trying to get our head around. We had an email this week from a woman desperate to get help for her sister, who's got lots of problems, but seems to have fallen through the cracks in the system. Uh, Gemma was admitted to the Luton and Dunstable Hospital two weeks ago after suffering um, alcohol psychosis. She and her sister Lisa thought she was going to get support to stop drinking while she was in there, and that seemed to be what was on offer, but it's not happened, um, and Lisa has come to us. Now, we were supposed to speak to Gemma this morning. She knew about it. Gemma's not picking up her phone. Keep trying, um, because there, um, there there may be an, uh, another reason, but Lisa's on the line now. Morning, Lisa. Morning. Um, 
We'll get to Gemma not picking up the phone in a second because that concerns okay. me a little bit. We kind of expected it, but it concerned me a little bit. Tell us, just tell us a bit of the background. What's, what's been going on? Um, well, basically, she's had an alcohol problem the past few years, um, and recently she was admitted to hospital. They were going to help her out. She was in a few times, and they just basically let her get sober and then chucked her out again. Mm. Um, this time, she was really like ill with it. She was threatening to jump off a car park roof and threatening suicide and all sorts. They admitted her. Um, they were giving her drugs to withdraw her from the alcohol. And then the plan was that she was going to go onto the onyx ward, which is what the psychiatrist said, so that she could have a proper detox, find another way to cope with her problems. And then Friday night, all of a sudden, it just changed, and they said she was being discharged on the Saturday, which resulted in her going out, getting a bottle of vodka, slashing her wrists. They didn't even take the razors off her. I mean, they still left her with stuff. And then they discharged her on the Saturday. Blimey, that's um. Mm. Uh, it, it, this, do you know what, Lisa? I, 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 I'm struggling with this story because it's so sad what's happening to her. I can also kind of see the hospital's side of this as as, as well. I mean, if they promised that they were going to put her on a ward to help her detox and help her get some form of rehabilitation, uh, yeah. and then that didn't happen, that is very very disappointing, isn't it? In terms of of the actual hospital ward, I, I guess if she's <sighs> I guess if she's well, they, the, the hospital ward itself can't help her with her alcoholism, can they? No, that's where I think that's where it got awkward. Right. That's where I think the, all the falling out with the hospital was coming from, because they're there for her physical health. Yeah. But obviously, the alcohol and the drugs had more to do with mental health, and it was a psychiatrist that said, oh, no, she's fine, she can go home. Oh. Which obviously resulted in last night her getting a bottle of vodka, and I don't know what's happened since. Um, how, how old is she? She's thirty-one. Okay. How long she? Um, how long would you do you think she's had a problem with drugs and alcohol? Um, it's been on and off since she was a teenager, but it really hit it like two years ago after her second son. I think she had PND, and then it went undiagnosed, and it went downhill from there. Um, and it's just got worse and worse. Yeah, it can't get any worse. I mean, I well. said to the hospital that I mean, she's she'd end up dead. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, it can get worse. It can end up with that, and that's. Um, She's killing herself, isn't she? Slowly, yeah, she is, yeah. slowly, but she's 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 having a damn good go at it. Yeah. Um, what does she say when you speak to her about it? When she's drunk, she's quite volatile and blames everybody else, which is a typical alcoholic thing. Yeah. When she's sober, she's. I mean, we. When I spoke to her, I mean, she went from Friday till yesterday with no alcohol, so she can do it. Well. But yesterday, the minute she was unsupervised, basically, she. But, you know, she didn't have the willpower. That's why she needs to be in the Onyx Woods to get the help um, to begin I, with. I, I have quite a bit of experience with alcoholics and drug addicts. I won't go into too many specifics, but, you know, I kind of know a bit more about it than... than, than, than uh, I, I know a bit about it. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, the, the thing the alcoholics say is it's easy to stop. You know, an alcoholic will stop drinking every single day. It's the staying stopped yeah. is the problem. Yeah. And now quite often, an alcoholic will have two days, two weeks, two months without drinking, and they go, yeah, I've not got a problem, and then they go back on the booze. Yeah, see, I have had problems with alcohol, and I just won't touch it at all now, because I know I'll fall straight back into it. How did, um, and if you don't mind me asking, if I ask anything you don't want to answer, then you can tell me to jog on, I won't mind. How yeah. did you, if you, you, you had problems with alcohol, did you? Yeah. How did you stop? 
I left the area I was living in and left everybody I knew. And that was, in, that was enough, was it, for you? It was, yeah. Uh, once I was out of the situation mm. where... It was, it was routine for me to get drunk. It was all I knew was getting drunk. So once I got away from there and I just supported my partner and everything, I just... It was hard at first, because, I mean, yeah. when, when you've got an alcohol problem, you will find a reason or an excuse to have a drink. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Even if you take away any excuse possible, there will still be one. You know, there are some days when I go, oh, my God, I could do with vodka and coke, but instead I'll have a cup of tea with, like, three sugars if the kids are driving me bonkers. Mm. Um, I mean, we had her up here for the day a few weeks ago. Her, the baby's dad brought her up here so that she could have some normality, and it was a lovely day. She had terrible withdrawal. Her whole body was shaking. Um, but she was with the kids, and it was, it, was, it was, like, normal. It was normal again. But then the following day, she was on her own, and that was it. It went, it went wrong again. Um, has she been? Uh, let's put the let's put the L and D to one side, okay? Because you know, th- th- let's put them to one side for a second. Has she been um, uh, anywhere else for help? Um, as far as I'm aware, she went to the doctors at one point, and they prescribed her a pill that would make her sick if she drank. Right. Okay. I don't know what happened with that. I'm assuming she probably didn't take it. Yeah. Um, she was receiving counselling. I'm not sure what happened with that either because. Things went really, really, like, tits up a few weeks ago because she lost a flat as well. Oh, blimey. So um, she was really hitting the bottle. And then she actually, when she was in hospital one time doing the detox, she actually met another alcoholic who she then got involved with. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it couldn't have got much worse, really. Well, but... she's she's living out the classic um, d- descent. Uh, you know, she's... Uh, and our, I don't know her, and I know that Kelly and, and Catherine are still trying to get hold of her, and she's not answering in that... Um... Uh, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not uh, th- th- it's concerning. I'm just not worrying. It's concerning. Um, it, oh, who's that in the background? That's my kids being a pain. <laughs> How old are your kids? Um, I've got a nine-year-old, a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and a four-year-old. God, you're a glutton for punishment. I am. Blimey. Um, you're right to talk for a couple more minutes, Lisa. I am. Yeah. Go to your dad. I'm on the phone. <laughs> Go to your dad. Mom. Go to your dad. They're doing it purposely because of course they're on the they phone. Are. Of course <laughs> they are. The little. So, uh, listen, I got kids. I know exactly what it's like. Oh my um, god! <laughs> right. Listen, we're not going to solve this problem. Uh, uh, I'm not going to solve this problem certainly. And I, I, I think I can kind of pick up from you that you're doing everything you can, but you know that you're not going to fix her, don't you? Well, the only way I can, as naive as it is, the only, I wish I could just go down there, grab her, and lock her in the room up my house because yeah. I live in West Midlands and she'd be away from it all. Yeah. Don't, don't work though, does it? it? No, it doesn't work. Don't work because you lock her up and she'll be sober for for a month. You lock her up for a month, and then she'll be all clean and she'll be smart and, sh- and shining and spanking and brand new. That and then she'll go out and sh- you know, uh, someone will cut her up in the car or the bus driver will be rude to her and she'll be straight down the offy. Probably, That's exactly probably. What was yesterday. I mean, she went and got her hair done and everything because she's got caught on Friday. And I don't know what happened from her having her hair done to the boys coming back to nursery. She hit the bottle. Has she tried anywhere um, like Alcoholics Anonymous or anything like that? I don't know. This is why it would have been good if you could talk to her, but she probably, she's probably feeling quite ashamed of herself. I oh, yeah, hope. she probably is. Of course she is. It's, it's a disease of shame. She's feeling... Uh, I, I make up that she's, you know, she's feeling very ashamed, and that's why she doesn't want to come and talk to us, and that's absolutely yeah. fine. That's, uh, she might be listening, and uh, which, in which case, you know, Gemma, we'll keep trying you. You're more than welcome to come on. Um, have you... You're going to think this is odd because you, you haven't got a drinking problem anymore. But have you been to uh, any of these um, organisations? There's a great organisation for um, relatives of alcoholics and drug addicts called Al-Anon. Have you been there? 
Um, no, I've never heard of it. Al-Anon is brilliant. Catherine's going to find me the website and the phone number now. Al-Anon are brilliant, right? And um, what it is... I've got so many friends who've been through this, trust me. Yeah. Uh, what it is, it's like AA, but it's for the relatives of alcoholics. Because um, uh, it, it, it's a really nice place where you go and it's all anonymous and you go in a room and it could be like a church hall or a school hall or, you know, it could be anywhere. It's not religious. You go in there and you talk about what it's like having an alcoholic sister or having yeah. an alcoholic dad or having a son who's, who, who can't stop doing coke. Mm. And... Um, you st- one starts to realise, A, you can't fix them, and B, she's dragging you down as well, Lisa. And I say that with the greatest of respect. I know. I'm you've got, four, you've got four beautiful kids there. You've got four beautiful kids, yeah. and you can't give them your full attention because you're rightfully worried about your sister. Yeah, my priorities are slightly wrong, though, aren't they? Yeah, well, the, the, the wrong is maybe a strong word, but your priorities are perhaps slightly skewed. Yeah. Um, your kids aren't getting the attention that they deserve because of your sister. And, and again, this is going to sound really cold. That's really selfish of your sister. And being an alcoholic is a really selfish disease. I know. My parents will like it as well, but they've sort of come out of it finally. Really? And yeah. that, isn't that interesting? That, um, it, it is, yeah. It, we all seem to have followed suit. Yeah. Now, if you, if, and your parents got sober, did they? Yeah, I mean, they, it was only recently. My mum was... A, hardcore alcoholic without failure like i mean she's got epilepsy and brain tube like brain hemorrhages and everything mm, from her drinking yeah but she i mean she's 60 something and all of a sudden she just stopped and she just, she just doesn't drink now well listen if you got if you got sober and your mum got sober then that is um uh is brilliant for Gemma because that means she's got more than a than a, a decent chance she's in with yes, a good a exactly. good shot of getting this um but you're not going to be able to fix her no, I know. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's entirely down to her. If if and when she's ready, she'll go for it. Uh, the thing uh, Kath- is, I was go talking on. to my relatives last night after she got this bottle of vodka. Yeah. And it seems that she doesn't want to put any. She she doesn't want to work at it. She wants the one to be waved. Mm-hmm. And there isn't one. No, there isn't. She needs to work for it as well, which is where yeah. I think she's not at that stage. No, she's not, and she may, and uh, you know, she may never get to that stage. No, that's where I think the Onyx Ward would build benefit. But then again, like I said to my family last night, she might stay in there for several months, come out, and then, like you said, well, it will get. It, it might, you know what? It, it, th- th- those kind of um, um, the, um, residential rehabs they work for a lot of people, and it might give her a fighting chance, or she might come out again and have a drink. You don't know, but y- she's got to want to stop. Yeah. She does when she's sober. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a crappy disease. It's horrible, and I know people that have died through it, and it's horrible. Um, and um, Catherine, have you got the number for Alanon? Yeah, I have. Okay, yeah. right. So this is so this is for anybody. You don't have to be an alcoholic. This is if uh, you think that your partner is, or your kids, or your sister is an alcoholic or a drug addict. You go there, it's anonymous, you don't have to pay anything, you sit in a room for an hour, an hour and a half with people who are going through the same thing. And I think you might be surprised, speaking to you, Lisa, and also everyone else, you might be surprised at the number of similarities that you hear. So how do they get in touch? Okay, so this is the confidential helpline, 0207 403 0888. That's 0207 403 Lisa, if you stay on the line, I'll make sure you get that, because I don't know if you've got a pen And Lisa, it's not religious... It's not government, it's not the police, it's nothing. It's just a load of like-minded people who've been through what you're going through. Okay. Um, you don't have to pay any money. You go once, you don't want to go again, beautiful. You don't have to go. I'm just putting it out there as a suggestion. Yeah. You, you know. Um, 
We'll try Gemma a little bit later on, because I'd really like to speak to her, but I completely understand why she may not want to speak to us. Yeah. She was all up for it yesterday until the bottle yeah. got her. Yeah, of course she was. Of course she was. It's a Jekyll and Hyde thing, literally. And then she's a different person altogether. Yeah. Um, look after your kids, won't you? And I know you will. Oh, I will. But they're... they're, they're they're your priority because you can you can you know you can show them what it's like what you know being a good sober mum is like and oh, they um, already know not to go near alcohol my nine-year-old knows already have you got this on your mm-hmm. screens the a505 in no. hitchin um, um yeah have a look ben's saying that there's a lorry oh this is so weird a lorry carrying a load of toilet seats has shed its load um, okay. You've got well, pictures. Well, five, five. Apparently, the, five, 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 I'm the, the police are looking into it, but they've got nothing to go on. So the police are looking into these toilet seats that have um, gone across the road, but they've got they've got nothing to go on. Could you have a look into that, we'll Sammy? Look, we'll look into it. Thank you, mate. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It's the bloke from Squeeze coming up on the Ely. He's probably plugging a new book or a record. Let's see. Shall we? Glenn not answering his phone. Well, his wife just answered. She's oh. making sandwiches for the kids. It's the first day back of school. She went, oh, yeah. flipping heck, hang on a minute. Uh, she's going to get him to give us a ring back. Well, <laughs> and this is what, you know, This you, you don't get much more British. Oh, where's, I've, I've lost the new single. Hang on a minute. Let me find the new All single. All right, well, he won't know about this because... Oh, blimey. We could, I mean, we could lie and pretend that we played it, couldn't we? Dealey. Giza. 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 Uh, Glenn Tilbrook's not answering his phone. He's, he's on the toilet or something. Mm. Um, I've lost the <clears> new single. Yeah, you, <laughs> I've lost right. it. Yeah. Can, can, you've you've taken this to the streets. The, yeah, the, the squeeze and the Tilbrook. You've taken it to the streets. Yeah, I mean, Glenn, I'm sure is listening to this right now. I think we're we're getting him lined up to come on the phone. Yeah, a uh, music legend. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I love so squeeze. I, love squeeze. I put together one of my little packages on Glenn Tilbrook, his music, and also some reaction on the streets to to Glenn and the fact he will be coming on the program this morning. <laughs> Here's what happened, boss. <laughs> When it comes to giving, Glenn Tilbrook has given us lots. And everybody tells me that it's cool to be a cat, cool for cats. Along with Chris Difford, they gave the world songs like this, which was cruelly denied a UK number one by Art Garfunkel's boring bright eyes. Others included Up the Junction, Hourglass and Labelled with Love, just to name a few. To the streets we go and just the mention of Glenn's name lit up a dreary Dunstable. Sharon, you are a massive Glenn Tilbrook fan. What is your message to Glenn? Who is listening to this right now? Now stop the giggles. What's your message to Glenn? Are you single? (laughs) I'll put it to him. Thank you very much. (laughs) Shake, how are you this morning, boss? Yes, I'm all right. Shake. I never thought it would happen with me and the girl from... Clapham. You know your stuff, Shake. <laughs> thank you. I'm going to call you a top shake. <laughs> All right, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Mick, when I say Glenn Tilbrook, when I say squeeze, what comes into your brain? It's cool for cats yes. up the junction. Yeah. Glenn is uh, listening to this right now. What's your message to Glenn? Well, I hope he's doing all right and he's still carrying on with his music. I'll um I'll pass on the comps. Yeah, righty, all right. Cheers. Yeah, bye. See you, matey. Yeah. Glenn Tilbrook, respect to you, sir. I love you. The streets love you. I label you a music legend. Well, he may be a music legend, Justin, but he's yeah. a music legend that doesn't put things down in his diary. He's, got, he's supposed to be talking about Burko Fest, which I think is yeah. celebrating the Speaker of the House of Commons. Mm. 
on Saturday the 12th of September in Burke. Oh, it's in Burke Hampstead. So that would be what the Burko is. I don't yeah, know whether yeah, John yeah, Burko yeah. is going to be there. Maybe it's Sally Burko. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's portly women in sheets. I don't know. Um, and then he's supposed to be talking about his new album. Yep. And I mean, I, mean I, I did think this morning when you said Glenn Tilbrook yeah. live on the show at 8.30, I thought rock and roll star at 8.30. <laughs> What's going on here? He's, I mean, do we do we play the new single or do we do we ban it? Do we hang do on, a hang mic on, read hang and, on, hang and a second, ban hang it? Hang on a second. Okay, I, I'm going to put some deep thought into this. Yeah, Glenn. Okay, yeah. okay, Glenn. Oh. Glenn. Oh, he's sending out a vibe. Special powers. Sorry, Glenn. Please phone in. You will be coming on the show at some point between now and nine. It's going to happen. Let's see what. Let's see if the daily vibe is strong with this one. the listener squeezes back and they're sounding good but I've got to be honest Glenn Tilbrook you need a new diary or something what the hell's going on with you man <laughs> what are you doing I'm out and about I'm starting <laughs> work aren't I <laughs> Oh, but mate, I know it's, it's the first day back at term for, for everybody, young and old. So uh, God bless you for joining us. How are you doing, Glenn? You're right. Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Very, I, very good. I indeed. cannot tell you how exciting it is. There's a new squeeze single and there's a new album out. Um, that's very exciting. It's one of those things, you know. Um, I suppose I, I could say I never thought it would happen, really, because uh, I didn't. But here we are. Uh, we've got an album, and uh, and furthermore, it's great. I know I would say that, but, but it is. Well, hang on a second. Let's let's put this to test. You say it's great. Uh, that must mean that you think you've done a few stinkers in the past. Um, no, I think that we sort of tailed off towards the end of the last time we were together. You yeah. know, I mean, this is the third time we've got back together again now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I think there's, there's no point in doing a record unless it's the best thing that we've ever done. And I think this is the best thing we've ever done. Oh, God bless you for that. I, I, it, I've only heard the single and it's flipping brilliant. This is, this is strangely, is the soundtrack to the Danny Baker show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Cradle to uh, the Grave. Uh, that's right. How but on earth I, is there a whole series about... I, I mean, I've read the books and they're brilliant and I can't wait to watch it. How did you get involved with that? I had, um, I had flu... Um, but maybe four years ago, and I spent three days in bed, and that's when Daddy's book just first first came out. And yeah. I read it, thought it was brilliant. We have previous together, you know. Um, I've known him since, you know, we, we, we were in our teens. I called him up and said, "Look, I've never said this to anyone before, but we should really be involved with this. We, you know, our 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 history is a shared history. I know what that world was like, and." Me and Chris can write for that. And it sort of, it, it followed on from there. Um, the series itself is brilliant. You know, having Peter Kay play Danny's dad. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, a, that's genius. genius. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's really, it's really funny and it's poignant. And it's about, the, the, the series, you know, on a wider basis, it's about family values. And that's a, that's a lovely subject that we all know about. How do you, do, do you, how do you get the band back together? Do, is it you just, do you just send a text out to everyone that's marked Squeeze in the phone and saying, hey guys, we should, uh, I've got some <laughs> new songs. I text out to everyone that's marked Squeeze in the phone and be about 400 people. <laughs> how do you do it? Do you just ring around? What's the, what, what's the uh, deal? You know, we've been, we've been playing together for a while. We've been like the best Squeeze tribute band ever. 
Um, uh, but it, you know, it's a it's a it's a weird thing crossing the divide between doing old songs and and creating something new. Yeah. That's really, you know, we've been back together since 2007, but this project really gave us the the impetus to do something new, and that's you know, for that I'm really grateful. I saw you lot. Flipping out, I'm going to age both of us now. Jeez, oh, it was probably 26, 27 years ago. Okay. S- supporting the Kinks at the uh, at Alexandra Palace. Oh, right, OK, I remember that gig. It, it was a good gig. Did you... How miserable is Ray Davis in real life? Uh, yeah, quite. <laughs> <laughs> I've, quite. I've interviewed quite, him. He's uh, our work, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, Chris and I presented a, 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 a Q Award to Ray and Dave Davis. This is in the last days of them yeah. actually speaking. But... Uh, so we were at a table with them, but they wouldn't speak to each other. <laughs> <laughs> they would only speak to us. And were you and Chris speaking at the time? It was more Ray than Dave. Were you and Chris speaking at the time? Because that would we have been... Speaking. Yeah, we were oh. getting on fine. OK, because that could have been W. Dave, could you tell Chris that I want him to speak to Ray? <laughs> it could have been awkward. Uh, a disabled woman from Henlow is criticising the coach company who left her and her family to fend for themselves in Great Yarmouth. Anne Chudley has difficulty walking and uses a frame. She had a fall as her party made their way back to the coach and by the time they got there, ten minutes late, it was gone. Uh, Wendy Howes runs Britannia Coaches. Um, how did you uh, let Anne down so badly, Wendy? Oh, oh good morning, Ian. Um, well, we don't like to leave people behind. Actually, it's not our um, policy. But, but, you, you, you behind, did, but you, did, you did on this occasion. What yeah. happened? Well, what happened was um, the lady was late back. The driver did wait quite a few minutes for her. And every, all our vehicles were on tracking systems. So How many minutes? Exactly what, t- what time they left the yard. How many time. minutes did he wait? Um, about ten. And the lady phoned us. We got the telephone call. I didn't actually take the call. My husband took it. Um, who is the owner of the company. And um, we got the call, and the driver had already gone. After now, 10 minutes? the driver has gone, he's gone. It, it did wait, yes, he waited. Ten, but but roughly, it, wait, you say it waited. It only waited ten, 10... Roughly 10 minutes, yeah. So maybe a bit less than 10 minutes. Um, Gosh. It could, have been, it could have been a minute or two, but it was getting on for 10 minutes. So it could have been eight... So it waited eight minutes... I don't know exactly, but it, it was... It was, it was <laughs> for a le- disabled it was lady... Yeah. With a disabled lady who, whose son, I think, has learning difficulties and two right. 12-year-old girls. It waited eight we minutes. Did, we, didn't, we didn't know all that, but there's not a lot we could have done. Once she she had a walking us, frame, didn't she? But the fact, the fact is, she rang us. The driver had already gone. She told us she wasn't that far from the coach station. Yeah. So I don't know why she didn't see the coach go to, to flag him down. Because she or was she looking after two, three young kids, one of whom's got learning difficulties, and she had a walking she frame. Was, from the coach station, she had two 12 year old girls. She could have said, Just could you just run up to the coach? No, 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 I wouldn't, I I wouldn't, no, no, come on now, Wendy. You, I'm not going to let you do this. I'm not going to let you pin, I'm not going (laughs) to let you pin this on a disabled woman and saying she should have told two 12 year old girls in a town miles away from their home. No, no, what she said, she wasn't far from the station. No, no, but miles away from their home, in a, in a strange... T- I wouldn't send two 12-year-old girls off on their own to a bus station. Well, if, I could, if I could see the station, if I was, saw a group of shops, and I'd say, look, could you just run to the shops? 
uh, and just get your paper or something. It's, it's not the end of the world for two 12-year-old girls. I don't think there's anything dangerous. But I'm not saying that. I don't know. She she said she wasn't far. All right. Do you know what? We're I running out of time, know. Wendy. But I think it's disgusting to... your driver didn't wait more than eight minutes for a disabled woman with a party well, of three we, kids. We do, we do wait for people. How long do you wait for? Turn up. We have waited. We have waited in the past. She had a, a, she had a number on her. And, and she called that number. It said, yeah, it, had, she, it was an emergency <laughs> telephone number she had on her. And it, well, what it says, I haven't got the thing in front of me, it says basically, you're advised to keep this number on you in case of emergency. How long after the, the coach... Driver, as the driver cannot wait. How long after the coach leaving did she call that number? Uh, it was about t- 10, 15 minutes, about 15 minutes that she rang. Wow. Once, once the driver's gone, we can't ring him because, as you know... You're not allowed to answer a mobile phone while you're driving, especially goats drivers. Don't do it. They don't do it. So, so why, why have an emergency what, number what then? If it's why have an emergency number then? That well, was an emergency. Do, yeah. What, what the emergency number's for is if you know you're going to be late. Say you've had a four things happen. We wait. She We're fell over. Main company. So don't try and tell us. She fell off. over. We do a lot over. We do a lot over and above. We. She fell over. Up. We didn't know that. We're not mind readers. We're not, you know, we're not, we haven't got crystal balls. We don't know. She, your we, driver we, waited eight minutes for it. Let, your driver waited. When you've got 40 eight other people. Minute, eight minutes got, is not... If I knew, if I was on a got, coach and I knew that a disabled woman with a boy with learning difficulties and two 12-year-old kids was late, I, I'd be all right waiting. Did he ask well, the, the I passengers? Don't know, I, don't know if the dri- I don't know if drivers always take that in when people get on the coach and get off. You know, they don't Eight that minutes, I think, but is disgusting. We, we, no, no, we, go, we wait over at this is wrong. Well, you didn't, we you didn't, we you didn't hear, did people. you? And that's the thing. You and, didn't and, wait and here. If you ring any of our customers, no, I've, they I've will sp- tell you no. that we have helped no. people and helped people. I'm not talking about but the others. We Wendy, know, Wendy, no, in this instance, Wendy, the, I'm not... The onus is on the person <laughs> to be back at the coach. No, fair play. Do you know what, Wendy, I'm really sorry. I take it back. You're absolutely right. We're, we're, you know, it's well, the disabled woman responsible for a boy with learning difficulties and two 12 year old girls. It's her fault. It's her fault. It's her fault. Basically, it is. You said it. You yeah. actually said it. And what's yeah, breaking my heart, it's, Wendy, is well, you it's, actually it's, mean it. She's not mentally disabled. She, she's the same as anybody else. I wouldn't put anyone down who's disabled to patronise them. She had a number. She could have rung to say, I'm sorry, I'm going to be late. The driver would have happily waited. She was pro- probably busy getting up said, off the he, floor he or looking after said, her son with learning difficulties or the two 12-year-old girls. He said to her, wait there, love, I'll come and pick you up. If he'd known, but he didn't know. Is it just the driver that works on your... Is it just the driver that works on your coaches? There's no-one else there with him? Well, no, he's only the driver there for the day. The driver takes the paper there for the day. They're allowed to have speaker phones on there, aren't they? No, there's not. They're not. They're not allowed to have no, speakerphones. They're allowed to answer their phone before they turn the wheel. Are they allowed to have speakerphones? No, or, or the Bluetooth. To speak, the, they're the Bluetooth. Not allowed to speak on the phone at all. They're not allowed to speak on the phone at all. They're not allowed to have Bluetooth or anything like that. No, no, no. They're not allowed to speak. We we play safe. So just so, if there's if well, not that safe. Call from us, they will stop at an opportune stop, which yeah. could be Wendy. Miles I'm, away Wendy. 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 I'm not really yes. buying this. Just so everyone knows, well, it's, sure it's Britannia it, Coaches. We... It's Britannia Coaches yes. run by Wendy Howells. Uh, yes. who, uh, just, just to clarify, it's the disabled woman's 
fault, who was responsible for a boy with learning difficulties and two young girls, it's her fault because I she fell think, over no, and, and, and your coach didn't wait more than eight minutes. No, you're putting, I'm not no, saying it's her fault. You did start. just say it was what her I'm fault. What I'm saying is the owners, drivers do not okay. know, they, they don't know the reason. Okay. People don't come back sometimes on that trip. Yeah. Every week we go there, every single Saturday, and very often people don't come back. She had a walking frame. Stayed, so how long she, did we wait? Half an hour, an hour? I, I would say 15 minutes I, isn't I, bad. I, I would say I, eight, I would say, say eight minutes is taking the pee a little bit, uh, what, yeah. What, what do we say to the people that are on the coach? That I'll back? tell you what you they're, say. They're I will tell you what oh, you say. Oh, we know we've been in the business a I long will, time. Well, you a need to learn a few lessons, and I'll, I'm going to teach you a lesson. This is what you say. I, I don't patronise me either. I'm going to tell you what you say, Wendy. Tell me what you say. I'm going to tell you what you say. Does he have a microphone or does he stand up and talk to them? He has a mic. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you may have noticed that we should have left eight minutes ago. Just yes. to flag up that yes. um, you probably saw the elderly lady earlier on. She's got a walking frame. You may have seen her struggling to get off. She was with, um, with three kiddies. Um, she's not turned up. Is everyone all right if we just wait another ten minutes? Is everyone okay with that? And I'll put a quick call into the office and just let them know. Is everyone okay with that? We have yeah. done that in the past. We have But you learned. didn't we, do she, it. You know, we had people here. on there they're in the eighties, then you 90s, didn't do it. We had a people, we had a Would you disagree with me, Wendy? That, that that's quite a good thing to say, isn't it? Do you know, it is. But he may not have. Do you know, when you've got forty odd people getting off a coach, the driver doesn't always notice everybody was there disabled or what they are. They're just a blur of people getting off. I've been courier myself. I don't remember everybody's face that gets off. You can't. It's impossible. You've got 40-odd people getting off. You don't Do you remember, remember everybody's walking frame? So many people have got walking frames. They're limping or they're, or they're kids. You don't... It doesn't register with you. It doesn't register that this person... It just doesn't register. There's just so many people getting off. And so the driver may not well have been aware that this lady had a difficulty. But every week, most people we take have got difficulties. They're either 80s, 90s, they can't walk. And they, most of them have got, to be honest, have got a difficulty. And they all come back. Wendy Howells of Wendy Howells of Britannia Coaches. Thank you very much well, for your time. I, I am very sorry we left her behind, and I am sorry. I am sorry, really am. But once the lady had rung, this is the actual thing of it. Once she had rung, there was nothing we could do. There was nothing. What can we do? Get her a cab. What can we do? Could have got her a cab. Teresa's in there. Hitchin. Morning, Teresa. Morning. What would you like to say? I want to defend Britannia coaches because we went on a, a day trip to Walsingham about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Where's Walsingham? I've not heard near, of it. Near Cromer. Oh, it's all mm. nice. Round there. Good weather. Pardon? Was it good weather? It was beautiful. Beautiful. Fantastic. Lovely weather. And uh, everybody on the coach, it was run by two ladies, everybody on the coach... Um, was happy and we, we there was a bit of a misunderstanding whether we were going at quarter to six or six o'clock in the evening. However, we all thought we were there at quarter to six and the coach driver and the two ladies said, everybody here and everybody said yes and off we went. And we got to Swaffham, which is quite a way out of um, Norfolk, and we got to Swaffham and realised that we'd left two people behind. 
a one person behind. And you're calling up to defend this company, are you? I am. Go on. Which which bit of the leaving the people behind is is you helping Britannia coaches in their argument here? Sounds like they make a we we kindly we got halfway back to Swaffham. Um, we spoke to the driver and said, oh, sorry, we've left somebody behind. Boom. Um, and you went back and got them. And he said, OK, no no problem, and I'll turn round, and we went back and got okay. them. OK, well, it, I would say that's in support of the kind, wonderful people that use coaches and highlights the inefficiency uh, uh, that sometimes, at least in two instances, would appear to creep up in, in Britannia's thing. If you'd have been on that coach... Uh, and the driver said, look, we're missing three kiddies and a, and a lady who's got a frame. Do you, can we wait another ten minutes? You'd have said yes, wouldn't you? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But and our also, driver was wonderful. No problem. Well, he wasn't that he good. He left two people behind, Teresa. He's not that good. Well, no, one person it was. He oh, wait, that behind, was only but, one. Uh, yeah. In uh, that case, oh, there's only one person. It doesn't matter. Is everybody here? Yeah. I'm not. OK, let's go. <laughs> If you're called Andrea Ritchie, then you're gonna love this bit. But if you're not called Andrea Ritchie, you might think it's a bit. Let's cheer one person up, shall we? I mean, enough of this. Um, uh, Let's indulge me and let me cheer one person up. And radio is supposed to be inclusive and to invite everybody in. Screw that. Let's do let's do thirty seconds of radio for one person, shall we? So yesterday, um, I was hanging around and I got to watch um, the deviant Nick Coffer pre- presenting a show in the dark. He had a guest in in the dark as well. That was just weird. But the reason I was hanging around because I got to speak to um, one of uh, uh, Britain's surviving rock and roll legends, Mr. Tony Hicks of the Hollies. Mr. Tony Hicks of the Hollies, playing September the 10th at the Milton Keynes Theatre. Uh, you can hear the whole interview in uh, about an hour's time. But we all know there's um, uh, that Andrea listens to the show in the United States of America. Can you believe it? The, uh, the new country. She's nuts. I'll be honest, she's, she's a weirdo. And I don't mind saying that because she's many thousands of miles away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's a big Monkeys fan um, and she's also a big Hollies fan. Uh, and she's selling her car to go and see the Hollies next year. How's she going to get to the airport? She's not considered that. So anyway, I was speaking to Tony Hicks. You'll hear the interview later on. And at the end I said, Tony, by the way, mate, there's this woman called Andrea Ritchie who's in the United States of America. And um, she is uh, a sad case, and she is selling her car. Dry interview, I'll be honest. Quite dry. Uh, <laughs> and she's selling her car to come and see you. Have Have you got any thoughts on... Um, oh, no, it's playing that again. Have you got any thoughts on um, uh, someone who would do such a thing? Hang on a second, I just need to pause that, because I'll hear that again. Uh, and uh, this is what Tony Hicks had to say about Andrea. Andrea, I've heard all, all about this, um, and it's something that hasn't happened before to the Hollies, but uh, as, I, I, as I was saying, before you sell the car, let us know what it is, because there could be a deal there, if, uh, and, and we may be able to fly you over, even first class, if it's something very special and yeah, vintage. But, but other than that, we will look forward to seeing you. We are indeed touring next year, spring and autumn, so I guess that's when we'll see you. He said he'd only be interested if it was a Thunderbird. I don't think it's a Thunderbird. It's going to be an Andrea. old banger, it's isn't it? Be an old bat. Don't be so rude about Andrea. <laughs> Ollie Martin's PCC. He wasn't on the show. 
tempted to just let him know. Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks on FM, AM, digital radio and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 